Hello and welcome to Desi Muscles Talk with Nidhi Mohan Kamal that is me. In this series we'll be covering everything about diet, exercise, fancy fad, diet trends, workouts and most importantly lifestyle. So stay tuned. Hello everyone and welcome back to another podcast. Today we have a very important topic to discuss and that would be around packed food and processed food. Now we all know that we need to avoid packed and processed food as much as we can, but today we'll be discussing a few reasons why you should do that and a few simple methods to avoid these packed foods in your regular diet. So let's go. just to give you a little bit of a background i am a food scientist and i was working in the processed food industry for almost 4 years before i switched to nutrition so i have a fair enough idea of what goes around in the processed food industry so the number one reason why you should not have these processed food is of course the fact that they are loaded with chemicals Let, let's look at first what are the different food products one consumes on a day in day out basis that are usually processed uh, i think number 1 in everyone's case would be bread and the other very common category of processed foods you consume is biscuits and cakes and snacks and everything that you have uh, as munchies with your tea and coffee um why one should avoid it um number one reason as i already said would be the amount of chemical that goes in just to take one example of bread uh if you have to manufacture bread um if you make bread at home typically you would just need uh flour some yeast which is either a fresh yeast or dried one and then you might end up putting a little bit of sugar and salt to it and that's it I mean that's all the products that you need to put in but that bread usually has a shelf life of about a day and that too in a refrigerator but uh, on the flip side when you are producing bread in mass production uh, lines you need to have a product that has a shelf life of at least 3 to 4 days uh, without refrigeration that means you need to add certain preservatives uh, class 2 preservatives you need to add some stabilizing agents um of course you need a very uniform product so you need to have a yeast culture along with you know the um sugar and culture stabilizer so so yeah the amount of chemical that will go in your bread uh, that you make at home and the bread that you will consume uh, from a mass production uh, point of view product would be very very different uh just to give you a perspective and an idea uh, there was a recently a study done which said uh that the bread produced in most of the places in delhi ncr has maximum amount of carcinogens in it that means cancer causing agents uh also this huge demand of brown bread uh, and multigrain bread so we typically know that bread was produced by white flour because um germ makes uh, the flour heavier and it's 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 difficult to raise that flour so self raising flour is usually generally the processed bleached flour or you can say maida we all know that uh, the processed white flour is not good for us and suddenly there is a demand for um, healthier options so one has started to consume a lot of brown bread 
if you've ever tried to make bread at home from 100% whole wheat flour, you would notice that the color of the bread is not actually brown, it's actually a little yellowish in color. And yet all the breads that you see in the market are either brown or a little tinge of dark brown, which essentially means it is a color that's added so that the consumer feels more comfortable buying a product and is in the product can be sold as so-called more healthy. So yeah, the bread that you're consuming, thinking that you're buying brown bread is actually uh, just mostly regular bread with a little bit of extra color in it. Uh, even if you want to read the packaging, if that manufacturer is providing an ingredient information, um, you would see that it would be written in brackets that 100% whole wheat is an X percentage and that's usually 20 to 25 and the rest is uh, processed flour. So yeah, you are fooling yourself by consuming uh, bread which is either whole wheat or brown or even white bread. Even if one does consume bread which is 100% whole wheat, um, understand that the quality of carbohydrate in bread will not be the same as that of an Indian bread or roti because uh, to raise the bread and to get that fluffy texture you need to release a little bit of carbon dioxide in bread which means you need to break the carbohydrate essentially to release a CO2 molecule that in turn means that you are simplifying that carbohydrate. So even if you're consuming a 100% whole wheat bread, you are actually consuming a higher glycemic index carbohydrate vis-a-vis -vis something which would happen in a roti. Coming over to the next very favorite product that is biscuits and cakes. Um, now it's, it's again become a cliche to have your tea and coffee with some biscuits and Again, you categorize these biscuits into different categories. There are people who like these cream-filled biscuits and we obviously know that they're not good because they're very high in calories. So then the second option one gets is choosing the healthy or so-called alternatives to these biscuits, which could be either the dry, light Marie biscuits or the latest trend of these digestive biscuits. Um, Honestly, if you ask me if these are good options to consume, I would say no. Uh, Calorie-wise, the digestive biscuit would have almost the same amount of calories as a cream cracker would. And I know this comes as a surprise to you, but if you don't trust me, just go ahead and flip the packet and just go on and read the contents. Uh, and you would realize that in order to add a little bit of bran or oats uh, to the product, you need to add more fat to bind the product well. So these biscuits end up having the same amount of calories as a cream cracker. In your head, you think you're consuming something that's higher in fiber, but in fact, you're just consuming something which has a higher fiber, but at the cost of much higher fat percentage in it. Um, and of course, your so-called light Mary biscuit is made from 100% refined flour so in all essentiality nutrient wise it doesn't add anything to your diet in fact just adds a little bit of extra calories and along with all these calories that you're adding all these biscuits have loads of artificial flavors chemicals stabilizing agents raising agents um, that are absolutely bad for your health some of them are carcinogenic in a certain proportion and um, yeah i mean it's it's a chemical that unnecessarily is going in your body the next product is these ready to eat breakfast cereals which again 
come under a huge variety you had you had uh, corn flakes happening initially and now we have wheat flakes and you have chocolate flavored flakes and then you have mueslis and granola mixes and and uh, though i have nothing against something that you would prepare from at home from scratch but uh, talking about some of these products um uh, of course even the healthiest of your mueslis and are laced with loads of they claim it as honey but usually it's sugar and um, all these trail mixes uh, come filled with uh, a lot of unnecessary uh, candies sugar and um, even if there is dry fruit put in it it's usually candied fruit put in it which means um, you know calories which are way beyond one one the consumption that one should be doing um and another problem i have with these cereals is like the glycemic index uh, all of them um essentially have uh, maltodextrin stabilizers colors flavoring agents binding agents so yeah uh, the the calorie count definitely is much higher than what you would consume if you were making your breakfast from scratch and of course you are adding a lot of chemical and coloring and flavoring when you're consuming this kind of a product um another thing which we have gotten used to looking at the culture that is uh, in the west is these convenient juices you know because um i think if i close my eyes and i think about a breakfast uh, that one usually expects is that it it's usually bread cornflakes and milk with a large glass of oj and um, yeah none of these things were made from scratch it's all just packed and you cut a certain wrappers and you know you compile your breakfast and that's not the way to go about it uh, coming over to the juice mixes now you have a lot of brands which would sell you a juice which would say 100% juice no added color no no added um, flavoring or uh, pesticide or um, preservative uh, but understand one thing that um, once you squeeze uh, juice out of a fruit um and and most of them claim by the way to have loads and loads of vitamin c um understand that once you squeeze juice out of a fruit and you expose that fruit juice into the environment into oxygen most of the goodness of the juice which is ascorbic acid vitamin c uh, antioxidants they will all be oxidized and basically what you will get even if it is 100% juice is something that tastes and has a nice taste good and has a nice flavor but essentially does not have the nutrient you were looking for um and what most of the processed food industry companies do is that when they are claiming that it has a certain amount of vitamin or mineral in a product they don't generally the the the, the um the vitamin or the mineral is not really sourced from a natural source they generally would add a vitamin or a mineral mix over it so it's essentially adding another chemical on top to just make sure that it has enough vitamin and mineral that they're claiming on the packet so yeah um one can get much more benefit from consuming a whole fruit uh, which is you know not cut uh, than having a tetra pack of juice which was squeezed like maybe 6 months ago and was exposed to oxygen um, during packaging and has lost all its goodness <clears throat> now coming over to the last category 
of food products and this is personally for me this scares me the most it is the latest trend of everything sold out as healthy now whether it would be a sugar-free biscuit sugar-free ice cream fat-free biscuit fat-free fat-free ice when you are trying to add more fiber to the biscuit you are actually adding more fat to bind the product similarly i've seen a lot of these um fat-free or some mostly you will see product being sold as zero cholesterol or zero trans fat and uh, to the consumer in their head it's like fat-free but essentially it's not fat-free or nor it's zero fat it's just that they um you know they've tricked you into buying something which is maybe low in cholesterol but just generally high in fat still um also this whole game of sugar-free you would see a lot of products which are sold as sugar-free and they would not add sugar in it. But then you will have products like maltodextrin, saccharin, aspartame being put in it, which um, sometimes can have side effects. Like maltodextrin, we know for a fact that it has a side effect that it is it can be a laxative to a lot of people. So it can cause an upset stomach. Um, then you have aspartame, which of course we know now that damages your kidneys. And then we have saccharin, which is proven to be another carcinogen, but but yeah, I mean, it's still sold out there. I'm not saying that there's anything particularly bad in choosing a sugar substitute, but you need to be careful of what the sugar substitute, uh, what sugar is being replaced with. So sometimes the substitute can be good, but generally in a processed product, uh, brands would tend to replace uh, sugar with the cheapest available substitute uh, which is commercially stable and that might not be good for your health similarly all these products that sell you stuff which claims to be fat free um, try and understand what they're replacing the fat with and sometimes it could be a cheap product or a cheap chemical which might not be good for your health at all in the end, um, I would only suggest that if you are buying a product, just flip it once, go through the list of ingredients. And if you can individually research about those ingredients, um, it'll definitely be scaring you and you will definitely not want to go and pick up anything that comes in a packet. Um, coming over to the next thing, are we going to stop buying anything um, from the supermarket at all or is there are there products that one can buy so one if you want to have a trip to the supermarket what are the things you can buy uh, ideally if you can um, process or cook most of the things at home by yourself that is the best option to be uh, if you are somebody who doesn't have a lot of time to cook in the morning uh, of course cereal and milk can be an option for you and you can always make that cereal at home uh, I mean, we've shared a lot of recipes on our channel, which which could be used as an instant cereal where you making it because at least you'll know what ingredients you're putting inside. Um, of course, things like chocolates, cakes and biscuits should be restricted to minimum. They should only be had occasionally if you need to have them. Um, I mean, this is it's absolutely unnecessary to have a biscuit every day with your tea or coffee. One can... Uh, firstly, most of it, most of the times, you don't need calories at that point. If you've had a big uh, and a proper lunch and breakfast, you 
generally it would should not feel like snacking but if you do feel like snacking you can always snack on other alternatives which is fresh fruits you can do dry fruits uh, these are always going to be good options for you um then of course the most debatable is bread um in an ideal world if you can want to consume bread you should ideally be making it at home for yourself but uh, yeah bread should also be considered as something you would have only when you absolutely need to so these should be like your emergency meals but try to make meals from scratch uh, if you can if you are making a trip to the supermarket um my suggestion is avoid all these aisles where you have processed food one should hit the aisle of fruits and vegetables and then you can look at another aisle which is of fresh produce if you're a meat eater then we can look at non cured uh, fresh cut meats and um, eggs and fresh milk maybe uh, some of the products that if you're a vegan you need to consume from um outside and you need to might have to pick up from your supermarket or tofu and soy milk again um consuming them is not bad but again make sure that you are restricting the amount that you're consuming um coming from a processed food uh, industry background i can assure you of two things um in all my experience i witnessed that there are only two things one focuses on when you are on the other side of the table in the processed food industry and that is taste and shelf life unfortunately uh, for processed food industry worldwide even for the best of brands though they might sell their products as healthy um, health and nutrition is not on cards so all those products that you see on the shelves are essentially focusing on either the taste or the shelf life nutrition is not on cards So if you care about your nutrition enough be responsible for it yourself and make wiser decisions. I hope you like this podcast and this helped you understand processed food a little bit. If there are any questions you have do write to us and we shall see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and for more content you can log on to any of our social media handles they would be with my name that's Niti Mohan Kamal you can write to me ask me any questions you have and do subscribe to this podcast i shall see you next time